welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast in which we talk about every episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation. And if you want to follow along, everything's on YouTube. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 14, Careless Whisper. And Kelsey, can you please read us the YouTube summary? I sure can. Just as Marco and Ellie's relationship heats up, Marco's doubts about his sexuality intensify. Toby is head over heels for Kendra and wants to spend every waking moment with her, but trouble arises when Kendra starts to feel smothered. Yeah, I mean, that's about it. It's basic to the point. Kendra is for sure smothered. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And yes, very. It's, it's, this is a very succinct summary, and I appreciate it. The Degrassi Wiki can kind of go on and on sometimes and also like focus on like the wrong parts of the episode. <laughs> Which, frankly, is sometimes funnier. Um, and the episode is titled Careless Whisper. Hans, can you tell us a little bit about it? I mean, it's a George Michael song from 1984. We all know the famous, like, saxophone intro. I feel like we need to, like, have it, like, playing in the background as we speak right now. I don't know. We might insert it later. We might not. Maybe you just have to go look it up. It's pretty great. And I think it's kind of fitting in a way, I don't really know the lyrics of Careless Whisper, but the man who sings it was very closeted for a long time, at least publicly closeted for a long time. And when he came out, um, I feel like it was a really big deal, even though it shouldn't have been like that shocking of a thing. But I think it's fitting because it, it ties in with Marco's storyline a little bit. Definitely. So... We open up with um, the boys are playing basketball and it's shirts versus skins and Sean and Spinner are shirtless and Marco is like drooling over Sean, which I just wrote girl same, um, you know, and then uh, and then I don't even like using this word, but they use it so many times in this episode and I, ha I can't remember the last time I said it because it's so horrible, but you know, Sean calls in the F word and it's not great. And Marco's like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You just want me to take my shirt off. And then they're like, no, which is like kind of a funny response. But it's like, I'm just so uncomfortable through it. Cause like, I feel so much for Marco. And these boys are dumb, stupid boys and they're homophobic. And it's just like, I feel like, and I'm sure that like boys in middle school are still totally this way. But I think it was even more prevalent, like anywhere beyond like the past like five years. Like it's only started to be like kind of better. But I think in most places it still isn't. Yeah, uh, I was so sad when Sean was like, "Stop looking at me, f word." And I was like, "No, don't say those words." It was really awful. They use the word a lot in this episode, and we both were like, "Ooh," like just like had a, like a gross reaction to it, and. It was not my favorite. But after this scene, we jump into Mr. Simpson's class and he's announcing that Dr. Sally is coming back and they're going to talk about like all different kinds of issues. He says there's always more to learn. We could talk about like safe sex and like sexual orientation, yada, yada, yada. And then Spinner says something stupid about. Oh, I got um, he, the, the exact thing that, uh, Mr. Simpson says is he goes and like, he ends it with like, and g being gay positive and then fucking Spinner says, doesn't he mean HIV positive, which 
literally i wanted to like fooling myself out a window that's how much i hated this i fucking mm, oh i fucking hated spinner in this episode spinner in this situation until like everything gets resolved like five years from now is a fucking monster he is a homophobic fucking monster and i can't take it anymore it's awful I hate it so much. Spinner is the worst offender. He's the wor- He's like the most offensive and in- intolerant and homophobic person on the show, and it's not great. But I love that Snake immediately calls him out on it, and he's like, hey, that's not cool. Intolerance comes from ignorance, and he calls him out, and he's like, "You." He's like, I'm very glad that you are going to be in this talk with Dr. Sally because you really need it. And I'm like, yes, Snake. Spinner's a monster. You tell him, fuck you, Spinner. Fuck Spinner forever. I hate it. But I do love Dr. Sally, and she's here, and she's talking to them. And, oh, and Spinner makes this gross face when she says same sex, and Jimmy's like, it means two boys. And then he's like... Ugh, and I just because Jimmy is he's asking a question and like it's not phrased awesome, but it's like it's a valid question for like people who don't understand. And he's like, eh, which first of all is wrong. He's like most guys are attracted to women, which not true. Um, sexuality is a spectrum. Um, but and and Smurf's like, oh yeah, and I'm like, I hate your dumb <laughs> pig face. It makes me want to throw up. Yeah, and he's like, don't. Like with most guys, like they see a girl and that turns them on. But like with gay guys, I don't get it. And it's like, Jimmy, this is not rocket science. But Dr. Sally very patiently is like, well, this it works the same way with, by like with straight dudes. When straight dudes see girls, then they're attracted to them. And when gay guys see other men, like it works the same exact way. And... Then Paige chimes in and it's like, my brother, my older brother Dylan is gay and he says he's known since he was born and that he was born that way. And then Dr. Sally goes into, then they go into like the gay gene versus born this way type of conversation, which was kind of uh, like skating on thin ice a little bit. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a conversation of the time period as of right now where it's like, what, 15 years later and like the conversation is very different. Um, and you don't really realize kind of like how far apart like right now in 2002 is until you see conversations like this where you're like, oh, she's a professional and she's good at her job and this wouldn't fly now. Oh, and then Terry is like, don't some people think it's a sin? And I'm like, Terry, who are you? What is happening to Terry? Yeah, like a couple episodes ago, she's like very ignorant toward just like other people's cultures. And now she's like, isn't it a sin? Isn't gay being gay a sin? It's like, since when are you? What? I don't get it. But Dr. Sally comes back with like, well, what's the greater sin? Like loving someone that like being yourself and loving people who you are or living a lie or something like that. And I was like, yeah, that's right, Dr. Sally. <laughs> Dr. Sally's the best. <laughs> um, so then um, after, well, we sort of take a break in the middle of the Dr. Sally thing for Toby to be disgusting. <laughs> so Kendra is in class and Toby comes up and like, 
knocks on the window and waves at her and she waves back and it's kind of cute and it's like whatever and then he stands there and he keeps knocking and he keeps waving and then he's like kissing the glass and I wanted to puke it was so gross and there's like this weird like doo-wop music playing in the background and I literally wrote down a potato in love is clingy as fuck it was not great I was not on board for it and then Mr. Simpson sees this happening and he walks over to the window and like pulls the blinds shut on Toby's stupid kissy face. And he's like, hey, Kendra, can you tell your boyfriend to cut this shit out and to do this on his own dime? Thank you. Bye. And then Kendra's like embarrassed in front of the whole class. It's horrible. He's disgusting. He's just so gross. I don't want to watch Toby like he's like, oh, I just have mm. he's he's not great this entire episode. He's not good. Um, so then we're back in the class, and she's saying goodbye, and she's like, if you guys have any questions, let me know. I have a website, blah, blah, blah. So Ellie comes up to her after class, and she's like, she's basically talking about her Marco problem, which is that, you know, she likes him. He claimed to like her, but nothing has happened. And Dr. Sally is like, be brave. And I'm like, Dr. Sally, you're the best. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, boys get nervous, too. Just talk to him about it. And it's like, oh, oh, Ellie. Yes, be brave, but this is this is a lost cause, but you don't know that yet. Um, and then Marco gets up to leave, and Spinner and Jimmy are, like, handing out those little, like, packs that you get at the end of a sex talk that have, like, deodorant and, like, stuff in it. Like, the girl ones I know have, like, deodorant and, like, pads and tampons and, like, pamphlets in there I don't really know what's in the boy one I think it's like deodorant and I don't even know what else but they're passing out those little packs and they were like they keep calling Marco Marcy throughout the whole episode because they like think homophobia is like a big fat joke and it's really funny and they're like here get your like girl pack Marcy and Marco's like fuck you guys I'm tired of this and Jimmy's like don't listen to Spinner he's just trying to get a rise out of you and and then Marco says oh, it's yeah. not funny. And then he says that he hates that word. Not that word. But he says that he mm, it's just it makes me uncomfortable to say. But he says, I hate fags. What they do is disgusting. And it makes me sick. And I like got like a whole chill through my body. And I was like, this is so uncomfortable and so sad. Like it is. It's just so sad because he's so like overcompensating and he so is like scared and he doesn't like himself and it's just really sad to watch yeah it was not fun I'm like oh no Marco please don't say that no you don't don't say that word it's fine um but 2002 is not as accepting especially in like high school slash middle school so that happens and then we cut to lunchtime and Toby is being gross with Kendra and then JT's like, oh, God, you guys. And I was like, JT, same. I don't think I've ever agreed with you on anything except that Toby being mushy with Kendra is gross. And Kendra's like, oh, yeah, sorry, JT. I bet we're pretty gross, aren't we? And JT's like, I don't know. You're not that bad. And then Toby, like, continues to be gross. He's like, ugh, never mind. I was lying. I have to leave. Um, And then... Toby gets up and moves to the other side of the table to sit next to her, which is like a move that I really hate. I'm like, oh, don't sit next to me. Like, we're having a conversation. <laughs> um, 
It's like, then you have to turn your neck the whole time. Whatever. So he moves next to her, and he's like, I know that you're not doing well in English. She's like, I'm doing fine. He's like, well, I made a study schedule for us, and I, like, put aside extra time for us to love each other. And she's like, ew. Um, And he's like, so we're going to do this every day this week. And she's like, I can't on Wednesday. I have hockey practice on Wednesday. And he's like, is hockey more important than your English grade? And then he's, like, waggling his eyebrows. like, And she's like, yes. <laughs> And he's saying it in, like, a gross, like, condescending baby talk, which was not, which was disgusting. And she's like, um, no, I'm good. I can make my own schedule. And then she, like, leaves. And I'm like, Kendra, I fucking love you. Why do you like this awful potato? He's terrible and gross. He's Toby's just garbage this whole episode. Um, So then, um... Marco is in the computer room and uh, Mr. Simpson is like, okay, everyone go home. And he stays behind to go on the computer and he's looking at Dr. Sally's website and he's like reading the like, how do I know if I'm gay? And then Spinner comes in and he's like, and it takes Marco like forever to close a web page for some reason. <laughs> I mean, I guess for like tension, but also like, why don't you know how to close a web page? Um, and he's like, are you going to like go home with us? And Marco's like, no, I'm good. And he's like, oh, okay, bye. So it's like, I guess, I don't know, whatever. Um, but can we do fashion police? So in this scene, Marco is wearing a great denim jacket that I'm very on board for. And Spinner's yellow shirt and accessories and hair with like all of the roots. He looks like he could be in Smash Mouth. He's wearing so many necklaces. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and I really didn't take that many fashion notes but I did really like Manny's like offset Brady like signature hairstyle that we see later and I distinctly remember that on the end.com in like the avatar mall store you could buy that hairstyle for your avatar I don't like the third ponytail though I'm not crazy about that Sometimes it's okay if it's a braid, but I don't like it when the other two are a braid and then the back one is just a regular ponytail. But also, I'm jealous that she has that much hair that she can do that many things. I leave with your luscious hair, Manny. <laughs> um, Ellie, I didn't like her first outfit when she was like insecure and asking Marco if she looked okay. Um, but I did like her second outfit with the like plaid kind of skirt and the black tank top with like the was it like an English flag on it kind of yeah it was like a flowery like union jack but it was like light pink and light blue instead of like blue and red and I wasn't I was in love with that shirt I thought that was awesome also Paige has her like blue makeup box purse thing back in the classroom I don't think I have any other fashion notes um yeah no I mean everyone else is like whatever they all look kind of the same. Ashley is still doing a pretty good job on the goth thing. I feel like she's toned it down. She's found like a more happy medium. So she looks like a little less like she's trying so hard. Mm -hmm. She's definitely settled into it. And it's just like more simple now. I like her like little lacy accents. But yeah, I don't have any other notes either. I really did not take that many. <laughs> there was so much going on. Um, so then Marco uh, leaves the media immersion room and he sees Ellie and Ellie is like and they're talking about like gummy candies and like bantering and it's very sweet and because they're best friends and Ellie is like I have to talk to you about something but it's hard and he's like oh, just talk to me and she's like 
what are we doing basically which is like the conversation that we all hate to have especially we hate to initiate it and he was like let's go on a proper date and she's like cool and of course they go see a french film (laughs) i know they have they go to the movies and it's a french film and they have like the whole like trying to hold hands like awkward situation like ellie puts her hand on the handrest marco like then is like holds her hand but then he sneezes and then it's awkward and they're not holding hands anymore so it was like a cute date but it was also kind of awkward and the next day ellie's talking to ashley about it and she's like i mean i guess it was a good date but he didn't kiss me good night i don't know what's happening and then ashley is like like Paige, circa season one is like are you sure he likes girls? And then Ellie gets really defensive and is like, hey, man, this is not your business. I would expect this from Spinner, but not from you. Which is like, I don't fully understand why she's being so defensive. Like, I understand at first if she thinks that, like, Ashley is making fun of him for that. Because that's like a, like, I would expect this out of Spinner. But, like, Ashley is, like, clearly just a concerned friend. And Ellie is, like, so hyper-defensive over it. And I think maybe a part of it is that she kind of thinks so, too. I also think it's that. It's that. And she's already so insecure about whether he likes her or not. And she really likes him. And I think just, like, any kind of explanation that equals Marco does not like me is not going to be a fun thing for her to hear. So she's like, no, 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 that can't be it. That can't be it. Please don't let that be it. She's like kind of in denial a little bit. I get that. Um, So she freaks out a little and then they carry on. And then we cut to Toby putting all this bullshit all over Kendra's locker, fucking hearts and stars and horseshoes and clovers and blue moons. Um, and it's fucking crazy town. And Manny comes over and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Manny is here to share her wisdom because she's been here before. And Toby's like, basically says the same thing that Manny said about Craig. He was like, she's just like, you know, I, I think she's like mad at me or whatever, so I'm going to fix it. And she's like, this is not how to fix it. This is how to make her feel like you're suffocating her. And he's like, you're wrong. And she's like, no, I've been here before, man. Yeah. And then Kendra comes over and is like, um, what's on my locker? And then Toby like whips out this weird like pin cushiony like heart with his face on it. And he's like, for you, my love, to cheer you up or something stupid like that. And she's like, Thanks. And then she like rips a piece of paper so she can unlock her locker and like swings it open and just like tosses the heart thing in there. She like clearly does not give a fuck about any of this. And then she like slams her locker is like, bye. And then Toby's just like heartbroken and crestfallen. And Manny's like, told you so. Which like fair. I would do the same thing. Like that's a weird fucking thing to do. It's too much. It's just too much. It's too much. Um, So... Yeah, and then um, there are, uh, all the boys are in the locker room, and Marco comes in, and Spinner makes his dumb mercy comment, and Marco's like, whatever, and Jimmy's like, just ignore him. He makes one joke a year, and then he doesn't stop making the same joke, which is just goes to prove that Spinner is constant garbage, and Jimmy is, he's at least like medium okay. He's like pretty good. Like, there are parts of him that's, like, sometimes you're just, like, ooh. But then you're, like, I think it's also that he's, like, a middle school, like, a teenage, he's high school now. So, a teenage boy and, like, early 2000s. 
Yeah, Jimmy just mainly like let Spinner get away with being a scumbag without saying anything. But Jimmy doesn't usually like initiate awfulness like most of the time. He has his awful moments, but he's not as bad as Spinner. But he has friends with Spinner, which is telling. Anyway, they're in the locker room and they're making fun of him. And they're like, and Marco's like, well, don't make fun of me because I'm the one with the girlfriend. And they're like, what? Who? And he's like, Ellie. And they're like, um, dude, she's your friend who's a girl, but that doesn't make her your girlfriend. They're like still making fun of him. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, we went on a date last night. And they're like, ooh, details. (laughs) But in a less girly way than I said it, I guess. (laughs) And... (laughs) (laughs) what happened and Marco's like burgers movie it was great and they're like so how far did you get and I'm like oh boys are so gross and they're like did you kiss her like third base like make out what'd you do and Marco's like um the last one we like kissed a lot (laughs) and it's like Marco you're the worst liar but he kind of makes it up for later when he officially starts using Ellie as his beard, which she doesn't realize it yet. But he's walking with um, Jimmy and Spinner and Sean, which are Jimmy and Sean friends again? I guess so. I don't know. They're, they never like showed the making up, but I'm guessing like maybe now that Sean has been hanging out with like Spinner and Craig and Marco, it's like. He's maybe just like warmed up to him again. I have no idea. Also, I guess the fact that maybe they were both wronged by Ashley this year at the beginning. They both have been like, okay, we're we're not competing over anything anymore. So we're cool, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, he walks over. Ellie's like reading or something outside. And he walks over in front of all the dudes, puts on a little show for them. And is like, hey, I had a really good time last night. And she's like, me too. And he's like, I realized I forgot something. And then he kisses her. And I'm like, oh, this would be so cute if it weren't like a show for the dudes. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly posturing and it's really upsetting. But she's so happy. She has this happy little face. And meanwhile, Toby is off being garbage. I don't even really want to talk about it. He's just being really dramatic and he's and they're like being given an assignment and he's like, I fear that Kendra hates me. I hope that I die. And JT is like, you're being a little overdramatic. And Toby is like, I want to die. And it's like, good. I hope you die. That is how I feel about this whole scenario. Yeah, I don't even care about let's I want to close out Toby's story now because it's basically almost over. So he's like a sad potato again. And he's like, Kendra hates me. And then he like goes and starts taking down pictures of her in her locker. And JT's like, um, I think you're overreacting. And he's like, no, she hates me. Like Kendra doesn't like me anymore. Kendra, da, da, da. And then you hear Kendra like Kendra could speak for herself. And Kendra comes over and she's like, hey, guess what? I like you, but I don't like you being around me all the time. And he's like, you just hate spending time with me so much. And she like kisses him to shut his face up. And is like, I like you, but you're smothering me. So let's like cool it a little bit. And she walks away and Toby's all like hard eyes that she kissed him. And like, whatever, who cares? I don't know. It's fine. Like Kendra's cool. Toby's garbage. JT was right. Manny was right. Garbage, garbage, whatever. So that wraps up that storyline. So then later that night, um, 
Ashley has over some people because they are all in the, like the same media immersion project group and they have to watch a movie. So it's like Ashley, Spinner, Jimmy, Marco, Ellie, and Terry are all like watching a movie and they're hanging out. And then like Marco has his arm around Ellie on the couch and they're like watching this movie. And then like the pizza gets there and like everyone's jumping in on the pizza and Marco's like, hey guys, ladies first. And then Spinner's like, oh, well then by all means, Marco, you go first. And is still just like harping on this dumb joke. And Ellie's like, like rolls her eyes at it. And she's like, and she gets up to leave and they're like, oh, sorry, I offended your lady. And she's like, don't flatter yourself. I'm going to the bathroom. And then she begins to walk upstairs and then gives Marco a very like <laughs> heavy handed look to like come follow her. And then Marco gets up like immediately after she leaves and is like, oh, I need to go get water. And Ashley's like, oh, no, wait, I can get it for you. He's like, no, 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 it's cool. And then he just like follows her upstairs. And Ashley's just like, oh, I didn't know my kitchen was upstairs. Which made me laugh. I liked that line a lot. I enjoyed that. Um, So they go upstairs. And everyone's like, ooh. Um, and Marco's like, you wanted to talk? And Ellie starts to kiss him. And he's kissing her back kind of-ish. And they sit on the bed. And they're kind of kissing, and he pulls away, and she's like, do you want to be doing this? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, you're shaking. And he's like, no, I really want to be here. And then they kiss again, and then he pulls away. And she's like, you have a funny way of showing it, basically. And then he's just, like, not responding. And she's like, um, do you like me? Like, do you think I'm hot? And he's like, you're beautiful. And she's like, that's not what I mean. Like, are you attracted to me? Like, what's happening? And then Marco has a little crisis and is like, I don't know, Ellie. Like, I'm really confused. And she, like, point blank asks him, like, do you like girls? Do you like boys? What's happening? And he's just like, I am very confused right now and I don't really know what to do. And then we cut to the next day at school and Marco and Jimmy come up, or Spinner and Jimmy come up to Marco in the hallway, and they're like, oh, look at, like, Studley Del Rossi or Marco Del Stud. They call him a stud or something. And they're like, oh, you're such a stud for, like, going upstairs with Ellie. Oh, my God. And then Marco kind of, like, is like, oh, yeah, I know. I'm so cool, basically. And then Ellie comes over, like, while they're talking about this, and she's like, what are you guys talking about? And they're like, we're just talking about how in Marco's, they're like, we should be jealous or something. And then Marco like gets nervous that Ellie's going to blow his cover. But she's like, oh, yeah, you guys should be so jealous. And then she kisses him in front of them and they walk away. And Marco's just like, thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, Ellie is here to be a beard and it's a bummer. But you know what? She's helping out her friend. She's a she's the best beard ever. She's a good friend, and this is what Marco needs from her right now. And if memory serves, when the time comes, she lets go at the right moment. She maybe holds on a little longer than she has to. Um, but, you know, she's she's doing good. She's, you know, she's doing a good thing. So there's that. Yeah, and I, yeah, I literally wrote down, Ellie's the best beard. And she's like, and she also says, like, um, I was thinking we can go to that LGBTQ meet or LGBT meeting that Mr. Armstrong was talking about and Marco's like I'm not ready for that yet and she's like okay well when you are I'll be there and then they hug and I'm like oh my god I love their friendship so much me too I, I ship their friendship speaking of which 
what is your ship of the episode? My ship is still going to be Marco and Ellie, just maybe more in like a friendship kind of a way. Um, just because they're adorable together, even if it's not like a sexual relationship. And I love how supportive they are of one another and that they just like pure, they like love each, they purely, they really do love each other. Um, and they just love each other for who the other one is, no matter what. Yes, I am. I think I'm right there with you. I don't think there's anyone else that I really ship. I mean, I mean, Ashley kind of makes a comment like, it's going to be weird to have Jimmy in my house again, but I never shipped Ashley and Jimmy, so who gives a shit? So, yeah, no. Um, Ellie and Marco in, like, a friend way. Um, so I feel like Spirit Squad Captain is pretty clear. I don't know. I'm picking Ellie. Um, she agrees to be a beard. She's supportive. She does. She like kind of calls him out and is like, it's okay. I'm here. And, you know, and Marco's going to go through a hard time and he's really going to need her. So yeah, no, I'm team Ellie as spirit squad captain all the way. Yeah. I was definitely going to say her too, because even before she finds out that he's gay, she's also just very brave in like talking to a boy that she likes and trying to figure things out and making things happen for her. And then once it turns into something a little more complicated, she never is like unsupportive of Marco and is just there for him no matter what. And it's great. More of the episode. Um, being gay is awesome. It's okay to be gay. Don't be homophobic. Fine. Be who you are. And also, it's okay to take your time with discovering, with figuring out your own sexual identity. Yeah. And I mean, I guess if we're going to do two morals, because we should probably do one for Toby and Kendra, um, like, fucking give each other some space. Like, I don't know. Don't be a clingy asshole. I don't know. That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah, that works for me. <laughs> so as far as plugs go, you can follow us on Twitter at Degrassi Pod. You can follow us on Tumblr at whateverittakespodcast.com. And if you want to email us any questions or comments or whatever, or if you want to send us your fan fiction, we did tell you that you could do that. You can email us at whateverittakespodcast.com. Or no, whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. Sorry. And you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if you're already on iTunes, you can rate and review and subscribe to us. That helps us get noticed on iTunes and will help other people discover us. And if you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at Kel Sucks with a Z at the end. And if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, I am at Holland Tacular. Um, and as far as something that I'm going to recommend, I'm going to recommend another period, uh, which is a really great show on Comedy Central um, by uh, uh, Ricky Lindholm and Natasha Leggero. It's super funny. It's like it's like Desperate Housewives meets Downton Abbey because it's like set in like the Gilded Age in Rhode Island I think which is like it's like this crazy time in history where like taxation didn't really exist on the super rich like even less so than now so they could get away with having like stupid money so it's it's just really funny um and it's 
brilliant. It's just kind of my favorite thing. Holland, what are you going to recommend? I'm going to recommend a podcast called I Was There Too. And it is about, it's this guy, Matt Gorley, interviews people who were kind of like in the background of some like really like major movies and in film history. Like most recent, like the most recent episode, he interviews the people who played Jan and Putsy in the movie Grease. And it's great. It's like really awesome to hear interviews with people who were like, present for big moments but they weren't like a like the major star of the movie so it's kind of a cool behind the scenes look at stuff like that so that's what i'm gonna plug that is a good plug um i liked their episode of the girl who was in clueless and bring it on Mm -hmm. um all right so that's it for us bye panthers bye panthers Mm -hmm.